0: we are recording episode 774 tuesday april 5th 2022 with the great claire lopez of lopez liberty llc i finally got it i didn't have to ask you for it and i will put the links to your website your writings your articles and most importantly your twitter in the description but miss lopez where are we in world events most notably ukraine and russia
1: well, thank you, Tommy. Always uh, good to be back with you again. Um, and um, yeah, absolutely dominating the news cycle. Um, no matter which channel of the TV you turn on or which uh, site you go to practically on uh, on the uh, internet, uh, the news is dominated by Ukraine and Russia. The most um, probably horrifying um, development of the last few days, uh, of course, I think has been Um, The discovery of uh, Russian atrocities against civilians in areas uh, where Russian troops have been pushed out, uh, especially the town of Bukha and in and around uh, the capital of Ukraine, uh, Kiev, and hundreds and hundreds of bodies of civilians strewn around the street buried sometimes in mass graves hands tied behind their backs executed shots to the head i mean just horrifying stuff um i didn't hear um,
0: any of this i
1: guess i've had my
0: head i guess i've had my head in the sand
1: well this is only within the last couple of days i would say since the weekend um uh which is just a couple days ago um and and of course so uh, you know, as the Russians madly try to spin and 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 say this is um, a frame up somehow by the Ukrainians, um, the concern in in many places, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, you know there are places still occupied by Russian troops. What happens when they get pushed out of there? Uh, will we see this kind of mass atrocity repeated in 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 other places? Um, the United States uh, ambassador to the United Nations, um, Linda. Ah, oh, excuse me a moment. You're quite uh, all right. What is her name? It's a hyphenated name. Um, gotta find this.
0: You're quite all right.
1: You'll clean this up, right?
0: I can. I. I...
1: Yeah, take out the pause here. I think. Um, all right, her name is Linda Thomas Greenfield. Linda Thomas. Linda Greenfield. Thomas Greenfield, the American ambassador to the United Nations, uh, spoke there uh, earlier today. Uh, this is Tuesday, April the um, Fifth. 5th of uh, 2022. And um, she uh, made the request um, that uh, Russia be removed from the United Nations uh, Human Rights Committee. And obviously uh, that, that is something that will resonate uh, around the world with, with, with many. Uh, we'll see where that goes exactly. Um, but uh, that was put forward at the United Nations um, just this morning by the amb- American ambassador there. So uh, that's probably the most horrifying development of the last uh, couple days regarding Ukraine and Russia um and the the videos the, the the film footage coming out of there is it's it, it's just horrific the uh Ukrainian president volodymyr zelensky uh went and uh toured uh the areas uh in bucha in particular i think that was yesterday he went there um you know his face is is haggard i mean it 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 shows the strain um of, of these last uh, many weeks, but also, you know, the horror of what they're discovering.
0: Jesus Christ. I didn't hear any of that. That's yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all over the news. I mean, any, any place you turn on.
0: Now I can only imagine as someone with zero military experience that, that had to have been, that had to have been sanctioned top down, or was that taking it into their own hands? Well,
1: you know, I, I don't know anymore. Um, how um, how intact the chain of command is all the way from President Vladimir Putin of Russia in the Kremlin on down through his senior military commanders to the ones on the ground in these various places in Ukraine. I don't know how intact that chain of command is, um, but certainly that any level of, of the Russian military and, and, and the troops would feel uh i don't know um free uh to do something like this i mean it's one thing you know that a bomb goes astray and there's collateral damage and that happens in 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 In,
0: in every conflict understand
1: that but this is direct um you know uh atrocity human rights abuses war crimes against civilians Uh, on a street level, on-the-ground street level? And, um, you know, is it a breakdown of discipline within uh, the Russian uh, forces? Or is is this just the way they're operating? Uh, And they feel uh, that they can do so with impunity and get away with it, and there'll be no consequences from their chain of command on up? Uh, Did those orders to commit atrocities like this To frighten, to terrorize Ukrainians, to exact revenge against Ukrainians because uh, they're pushing the Russians out of these areas. Did those orders come from higher up? Don't know right now. We just don't know. Um, But the fact is that there are hundreds and hundreds of bodies, and they're all over the ground in these places.
0: Yeah, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like, was it sanctioned from the top down? In which case, all right. That's that's bad for Russia. And or is it was it not sanctioned? And then there's no accountability and it's just the Wild West, in which case, Putin, you don't have control of your military. Not good. Yeah, I mean, that, that's I mean, that's not to make light of any of this, but there are always civilian casualties. There just are. Be it, Yeah, bombings. Be I mean, World War Two. I mean, we, we raised whole cities. It's it's, it's what it i don't know there's something there's something a little more uh personal about the handcuffing
1: yeah that, that that's the word that's... It, it, it was personal it was yeah. uh directed at individual civilian people these are obviously civilians there are women among them there are elderly among them uh people dressed in civilian clothing they're obviously not military um you know hands zip tied mm-hmm. behind their backs shot in the head um you know it's horrific
0: if i was russia's pr or their lawyer right now like i would be trying to be like okay it wasn't a bombing casualty maybe you could argue these were these were resisting and in war and they had guns the handcuffing you you've already got them you got them
1: yeah yeah and some of them are um filmed you know um lying in the street next to their bicycles they were obviously riding a bicycle down the street uh and and they and their bicycle are now you know lying on the side of the road
0: so what's been the what's because clearly i just i've i think i've just been unplugged for the last two days or so three days really um What's been the international response to this so far? I mean, well, what horror more, I mean, yeah.
1: absolutely horror. Um, I think that the American ambassador's words were um, very somberly and 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 well received at the United Nations. I think there probably will be very serious consideration given to a vote on removal of the Russians from that human rights uh, commi- committee commission. Um, at at the at the UN, they have no business being on a human rights uh, committee of any sort. Um, and then, of course, um, you know what what has been the response in in practical terms as President Zelensky, um, you know, continues to plead uh, for for more and heavy uh, weapons to include um, the Stingers, um, the Javelins. Um, but now, as as we're looking at the Russian attempt uh, in the south of Ukraine to take that strip of land we've talked about before uh, along the Sea of Azov that would connect Russia geographically, land geographically with Crimea, which they are not right now connected, the attempt to take that strip where Mariupol is located, for example, um, and also uh, to move beyond that. Uh, perhaps even to attack Odessa, which is on the Black Sea outside of the Sea of Azov through the Kerch Strait. Um, as we look at that theater uh, and the very real possibility that Mariupol will fall within the next, I don't know, a day or two or so, um, but were Russia um, to to, to uh, be able to seize that objective, that, that strip along the, the Sea of Azov and then even maybe you know, go after Odessa itself, um, and were they to succeed in, in, in those objectives, um, Ukraine could be cut off from the water. Ukraine could become landlocked. And so back to what Zelensky is, is asking for in terms of weaponry, now the thought is got uh, to give them uh shorter to ship kind of missiles like harpoons mm-hmm. or similar. Um, so that uh, if and when Russians come from uh, the sea uh, to try to, um, you know, bombard these cities uh, or to uh, effect uh, an amphibious landing, that there would be, um, you know, weaponry, missiles um, that that could take out their their vessels, their their warships, their amphibious landing vessels, whatever they may be. Uh, so basically harpoons and or, or something like that. So that's, you know, that's, that's where the shift is going on uh, in focus um, as Russian troops do uh, withdraw from the area around Kiev, the capital, they're not gonna take the capital. Uh, they have failed at doing that. Uh, some of the troops, Russian troops have retreated northwards into Belarus. Others uh, have moved uh, eastward where um, it looks like they're headed for the Donbass, but these units are so badly mauled in in terms of the personnel and uh, you know their equipment and and, and weapons, uh, it's it's not very clear that they'd be much assistance to the ongoing um, you know offensives. Let's say in the Donbass, but that's where they're going. That that looks like where they're headed. Uh, so the two. You know major areas that that the Russians seem to be focusing in on now uh, would be the Donbas, that eastern strip you know bordering up against Russia, and then the South. Uh, those would be b- both very strategic, very key.
0: Didn't Russia conscript like a hundred thousand men last week?
1: Well, every spring um, the Russians call up a uh, draft. Uh, a certain number, 130,000, 140,000 uh, new uh, conscripts, uh, but those are very young men, for one thing, 18, 19 years old, maybe. It'll be months before they're anywhere near ready to actually contribute in a, a you know, substantive way to, to uh, uh, you know, the, the the Russian armed forces. So, that's that's an annual conscription that that goes on, but uh, it's it, it's not really expected that, I mean, barring you know complete disaster for the Russians, that they would throw those very green new recruits um, into the war in Ukraine anytime soon.
0: So it doesn't really seem like Putin. Or whoever's in charge of the military, really, whatever the the, the monolith of the Russian military, it really doesn't seem like they care. Then, right? If the sanction if the sanctions didn't do anything, if we've been flooding them with weapons and that's really not doing a whole lot, they're clearly not. They clearly haven't been phased by the PR disaster that this is. Uh, and now, they're not. They're not stupid. They may be evil. They're not stupid. There's no way they thought they were gonna hide those mass graves.
1: No, they want those those dead yeah. civilians to be seen to terrorize the rest of Ukrainians who are still uh resisting um you know their 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 aggression. That that's what that's about. The yeah. same way, you know, that that the assault on civilian um areas and 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 you know apartment blocks and so forth in Mariupol, the city in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is also a demonstration of Look, if you don't just you know give up and surrender, this is what's going to happen to you. Um, war crimes, absolutely. Uh, and and I think we've we've talked about this before, but uh, Russia has and its war crimes already have been presented at the International Court at the Hague in the Netherlands. Uh, process that takes quite a while, but these videos, you know, the photos and the videos coming out of uh, places like Bukka, will be evidence and and I gather I, I only saw this briefly, but um, it, it seems that there is not just now current contemporaneous um, film and, and and videos of of these uh, atrocities in places like Buka, but apparently earlier satellite photographs are coming to light. Uh, that that demonstrate some of that going on over the previous several weeks so um, yeah I mean the the sanctions against Russia absolutely are wreaking havoc with their economy. Um, it may take a while to have that you know complete effect or collapse but but that's what's coming and and indeed that that along with uh, the diplomatic, pariah status of of Russia and Putin and his top leadership um, and the devastation being wreaked upon his military, Putin's military by the Ukrainians, all of that, those were the reasons why some of us um, did not expect Putin to go through with this invasion because those were things, if you remember, we talked about this, we expected this to happen, were he to go in as he now has done. And some of us thought that would be a deterrent, that, as you say, they're not stupid, um, but that that would uh, you know, be a deterrent for the full-on invasion that we have seen take place. But it wasn't a deterrent in the end. They went ahead anyway. And all of these effects are now playing out in front of our eyes. It doesn't mean you know, that Russia has lost the war. It doesn't mean that Ukraine has won the war. It's nowhere near over um and you know we're going to have to to watch very carefully it will matter uh the continuing supply of ammunition and weapons and other kinds of supplies uh to the ukrainians but that seems to be um a steady flow um certainly from um nato neighboring countries uh there in uh eastern europe although uh, i was just listening to uh general jerry Boygan, uh former uh, Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, uh, he was speaking on uh, on, on TV, and um, he was commenting on on uh, the question of whether the Biden administration uh, is deliberately, you know, slow walking some of the supply, some some of this these weapons, the, the supply of some of these weapons. Um, Because for whatever reason, they don't want Putin to completely lose. And they don't want Ukraine completely to win and shove the Russians out of their sovereign territory. Uh, You hear the question mark at the end of my voice. And uh, this is what General Boykin was was addressing. uh, And he thought it possible. He thought it likely that the Biden administration actually is deliberately slow walking, um, you know, approval and, and, and shipment resupply of some of these weapon systems. Why? Um, I think according to what I heard general Boykin say, um, he believes that the Biden administration is cowed. It is afraid of what Putin will do if he is thoroughly thrashed and, and, um, Pushed into a corner, that the Biden administration is afraid uh, of what Putin might do. Um, turn to uh, tactical nuclear weapons. Turn to uh, unleashing chemical or biological weapons. Um, that that the Biden administration, in effect, is um, is being um, deterred by by Putin. That That is what, what General Boykin said in this clip that I just heard.
0: Going to really go out on a limb here and really play devil's advocate. Could they be looking at how the sanctions didn't deter them, how they are openly slaughtering civilians? It seems like they're going for broke is there someone in the military command who's looking at this and going, this is not, they're not acting rationally. It maybe isn't off the table that they'll start using tech nukes. And then you got to make that really hard decision to go Ukraine or the whole world, which includes Ukraine. I
1: mean, uh, yeah, no, that that's not far-fetched at all to think, to think in those terms. I, I, I agree with you that that's possible. Um, you know way yeah. that that some of our senior leadership might might be thinking, but nevertheless they are being deterred, they are cowed, yeah uh in a way that interestingly um Eastern European NATO allies like Poland are not Hungary, not being cowed or deterred, and they're right there on the border,
0: yeah yeah again i i'm no biden fan but i have to try to again as much as i don't like them i don't look at anything any of these world leaders do as stupid i tend to think that it's something there is a reasoning behind it and that's the only thing i can think of someone oh, somewhere is, yeah, someone yeah. somewhere is like dude this guy's firing from the hip he might actually just throw a tack nuke somewhere and it's yeah i mean it's like the logic of uh intercepting commercial airlines on 9-11. You either kill everyone on board and you kill all the civilians or you don't shoot it down and then it goes and hits a building and kills everyone on board and everyone at the target. Global thermonuclear war also kills everyone in Ukraine. And like that's... I can't make that decision. But I mean, we definitely have the ability to do it. The U.S. military can mobilize things anywhere. We can deliver things anywhere there's got to be a reasoning behind it and well that's terrifying then because that even shows that they're not sure what putin will do what do you think
1: well, nobody can be sure at this point and yeah. and obviously um the russian uh invasion of ukraine is not going as planned at all we're into what is it now about the fifth week i think um and uh, a certain um you know measure of desperation um, may be affecting the uh, the decision making in the Kremlin, um, and, and on the part of Putin himself individually. Uh, you know, does he survive, uh, whether uh, in office or just period survive? Or at some point, do the oligarchs around him, the ones who keep him in power, the Silovitsy, in in Russian meaning the the strong ones? Um, or his senior military command? Do they do they finally, you know, reach the decision? Um, this is disastrous for all of us. Them speaking, you know, um, and uh, somebody's got to stop it. And to stop it, they have to stop Putin. Does you know does doesn't reach that point? Um, there's been open, you know, speculation uh, and even you know wishful thinking along those lines. Um, uh, spoken out loud by people like Senator Lindsey Graham for example um, but it's certainly a thought at, at, at what point you know does that senior leadership around Putin uh, feel affected themselves personally enough uh, in their own either security or lives or ambitions or whatever it may be that they you know call a halt and, and say, uh, this is not working, we're not, we're not achieving objectives, uh, this is uh, really harming um, them personally. Not that they care about Russia per se even, or the Russian people, or you know, the poor conscript troops who don't even know where they're going or why, but them, them personally. And when that happens, and when it, it, it happens for enough of them, then maybe there will be steps taken. In, in Russia, in Moscow.
0: Now, is there is there any point at which those uh, those nations, Poland and Hungary, do you think that there's a point in which they go and act if they're looking at the U.S. and saying they won't do anything and they might be thinking?
1: No, no, I, I, I don't think any NATO member is is going to uh, just go off on their own and, and take actions that would, um, you know, uh, place all of NATO, um, you know, in in danger. They're they're not going to do that. Uh, what they will do, I think, what they are doing is stepping up to the extent possible the resupply of of the Ukrainian forces and any kind of weaponry they they can uh, they they can supply to them, uh, and which you know the Ukrainians uh, Zelensky, uh, you know, they are requesting. And again, I, I mentioned all those different kinds of missiles. Certainly drones. Certainly. Um, they want the MiGs, you know, and and here's another point that General Jerry Boykin made in that um, uh, online or, or on air interview a bit ago, and basically he said if uh, that's what Zelensky and the Ukrainian armed forces need and want, it's not for us to second judge them and and say, well, we think you can do fine without the MiGs. That's not for us to say, and I I don't know if Poland. Uh, hungary or or any of the others would just go ahead and transfer uh those mig 29s that they have and had offered to to ukraine before the united states kind of squashed the idea um but but i think they uh, the nato you know bordering countries are are doing and will do continue to to do as much as they possibly can
0: that that, that's kind of where my line of thinking is is i don't think Poland or Hungary or anyone would actually go and physically do something, right. but it seems like if the U.S. is slow, people above me in the apartment are stomping around. Sorry, it seems like they would if if they thought the U.S. was deliberately slow walking weapons. Yeah, why wouldn't they just go transfer the MIGs?
1: Well, they had hesitated before um, because uh, the U.S. had held them back, fearful once again, fearful. Uh, that supplying those Mig's would be escalatory. Well, you know, many commentators have you know made the point. What's the difference between a surface-to-air uh, missile? Uh, that's another weapon system, an aerial defense system, like the S three hundred or four hundred or something like that. What's the difference between that, which brings down uh, a Russian plane over Ukraine, and a a Mig? Um, fighter jet that that could possibly do the same thing. Uh, What's the difference? Um, I don't know if uh, the polls will come to that decision at some point or not, but uh, they could. But no, I don't, I don't think they're going to take any kind of uh, unilateral action that would directly involve NATO in the conflict. They're not going to do that. Um, Ammunition weapons supply, equipment supply, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, But not anything that would directly uh, involve NATO without, you know, the 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 agreement of the rest of NATO.
0: Yeah. Um, It does kind of seem like we're in this weird game of chicken now where we're looking at Russia and we're like, well, the sanctions won't stop them. You know, they don't really care about killing people. But I'm in the same vein. It's also kind of a staring contest with the U.S. and NATO what will get us involved and we're kind of looking down at the atrocities and going like, no, we're still not going in. It is kind of this weird, like dual game of chicken where maybe it's Putin going forward a little bit and we're not doing anything yet. And it is there any, if we just extrapolate that, then it seems like there's really no other outcome than the rest of the world watches waving their finger as Putin bulldozes Ukraine.
1: Well, no, I mean, I, I, I do think that, uh, NATO members, including the United States, are walking a fine line that they don't want to uh, cross over in any major way. But at the same time, as, as, as we've said, um, they are pouring massive amounts of uh, weapons, supplies, ammunition, in addition to providing very good, as I understand it, good and real-time intelligence on Russian troop movements and and the like. I just read something else today, which was kind of fascinating, and that is that uh, when the Russian troops went into some of these places, um, a, they uh, they they had with them um, their their own cell phones, I guess, but but the Ukrainians switched that network off, so the, the Russians could not communicate on their own cell phones, their own uh, networks right uh, so they were grabbing the cell phones stealing the cell phones of Ukrainian civilians and uh, you know the troops are then calling back home hey mom I'm okay um, which the Ukrainians of course tracked, triangulated yeah. and and uh, you know identified I-, I think there's been a very serious cyber um, uh, war going on at the same time here And uh, the capture of of some of these uh, signals, um, the IDs, I mean, the literal names of these Russians has been collected en masse. Um, There's there's quite, I think, a collection of um, specific uh, identities of Russians. Now, that may help uh, at The Hague Uh, It may help with the uh, the war crimes investigations, but uh, just just know that that a whole bunch of Russians um, are being have been doxed uh, by the Ukrainians.
0: How stupid can you be to pick up a phone? Good Lord. Um, Maybe they are stupid. Maybe they're not just evil. Um, I mean,
1: you know, think about being 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. You know. We know yeah. a lot more now. You, you at thirty one, and me at you know sometime later, than we ever did at the age of eighteen. Or
0: 18. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I was eighteen, you pr- probably believe everything that Russia's telling you. You probably think you're fighting for Mother Russia, and yeah, yeah. That's um. Uh, but
1: when you commit specific war crimes, yeah, like uh, you know the the direct um execution of civilians with hands tied behind their backs uh, that include elderly women um, then it doesn't matter if you're 18 you're guilty
0: yeah
1: uh, or or any age above that um, yeah that that is something that you you do know at the age of 18 uh, is wrong you may not know the exact wording of the geneva conventions or uh, you know the laws of warfare uh but you know that's wrong and uh, they they will pursue them they will pursue them and when i say they i i mean the ukrainians of course i think they're getting a lot of help also from others uh nearby in your nato yeah. members
0: yeah so realistically then you know if there are war crimes if it's already begun if the trial process or the presenting of evidence has already begun at the hague wouldn't that just again just trying to play devil's advocate wouldn't that be one more reason for the russians to go for broke like it's like i mean it's like speeding along with a gun in the car and you're driving drunk and like there are cops at like the border to mexico there are like nail strips along the like at a certain point you're there's no reason for me to stop the car because it's like i'm going to jail why not go for broke
1: Possibly so, possibly so, which is all the more reason um, to, you know, continue that flow of uh, weapons, ammunition and supplies into Ukraine so that they could actually have a chance of pushing the Russians out, which is what Zelensky has articulated as his goal out of Ukrainian territory. Um, Ukraine wins, Russia loses. That's the goal.
0: Yeah. Now. And this is wild speculation. Do you think there's any chance of, of China helping out Russia?
1: Even they are covert? helping. But China okay. is helping Russia um, in ways behind the scenes. They are not overtly um, backing them, let's say, um, diplomatically. Um, but behind the scenes, uh, China needs what Russia has,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is to say energy supplies, oil, gas, And also agricultural products like grains, wheat, that Russia produces in massive volumes. China needs that, wants that, and will pay for that. And so what they're doing um, is is making um, almost a separate uh, payment system behind the scenes with Russia and others, like Iran as part of this too, for uh, the, the purchase and the payment for, for these kinds of, of products. now um, China is not really advertising all out that they are behind the Russians but of course they signed together you know that that very public it was public back in early February February 4th I think of this year 2022 um, that uh, very extensive expansive um, you know joint, Uh, agreement between them of cooperation um so you know that that still stands now I think that after all of this China and uh, the Chinese Communist Party leadership Xi Jinping and and the Central Committee etc probably looking at Putin and Russia um in a couple of ways one very damaged goods um maybe um a burden in 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 terms of the international um you know world the the the, the relationships that china wants to have for example with the united states cuz we're one of their maybe the biggest um importer customer yeah importer of of chinese goods they they don't want to damage that um uh, but at the same time, uh, like I said, they want and need these products coming out of Russia. I think the relationship between Russia and China has flipped from, from earlier decades, when Russia was the senior partner providing to China weapons and um, you know other things. Uh, but now uh, China's economy is in far better shape, even though it's not in great shape it's in far better shape than whatever's left of the Russian economy. Um, Russia's going to become a gas station and a supermarket, yeah. a vassal state for China. I think that's the way Beijing is envisioning it. That That's yeah. what they're looking at. So yes, they're helping them. Um, uh, behind the scenes more than, than anything else, certainly financially, separate payment system. Um, but... They're not. They, the Chinese, are not all that eager. I think to um, trumpet uh, the the you know their their support for for what Putin and and Moscow are doing. Um, they want what they want. They want to get what they are going to need going forward. Products, in other words, um, energy and agricultural products. Um, but. Russia is a kind of going to be a very smelly albatross around their neck. So they have to manage that sort of carefully. They're not going to be all out, you know, in the open on that.
0: In the final couple of minutes, is there any good news in the world? <laughs> Do you have anything positive for me, Claire?
1: Uh, let me think. Um, spring is coming. Okay. Um, the, um, the dandelions and the bluebells are popping up on my front lawn
0: okay i'll take it Uh, my
1: my uh bradford pear tree is blooming in the backyard and it's it's gorgeous um
0: Eh, that's good that's good enough for me i'll take it i'm not i'm not too greedy i i have have low expectations for good news um what do you think about it's kind of nothing to do with anything we talked about do you think uh elon musk is gonna try to take full control of twitter there's
1: a piece of good news I, i i had forgotten about that 9. Uh, yeah. So uh, for, for your viewers, listeners, um, Elon Musk has just purchased a, what was the percentage? I think it's uh, 9.2. 9.2% of Twitter shortly after he had criticized Twitter's uh, lack of dedication free speech, to free speech. Yeah. Uh, and he has just now been uh, invited to take a seat on the board of directors
0: of Twitter. <laughs> so stay
1: tuned <laughs> folks because this could really become fun
0: this let's could, watch this could become hilarious god i hope god that would be amazing maybe there is some good news in, and that could actually okay. be i'm some glad you maybe brought new, that yeah. up that,
1: that that's a very interesting piece of news could be good news too
0: it's very odd yeah he's got four times the share of jack dorsey now but i don't think there's any defined majority i don't think any one person owns 50
1: no but he there. does have um a bigger
0: stake well, than anyone instead else. of
1: shares than anyone else right yeah
0: now. so he's he's a majority but not in the mm-hmm. conventional 51 majority no yeah. not
1: that but yeah yeah that would
0: be hilarious
1: major player now on the board of directors of twitter
0: god i hope elon just takes that thing over that would be amazing
1: it's uh maybe that's the way to go, go.
0: maybe you yeah. gotta start like buying out these big tech companies Maybe that's the only way that works. The government
1: might be what he has in mind. He could bring back uh, a couple of people I can think of who had been banned from Twitter.
0: If he he brought back Donald Trump,
1: wouldn't that be awesome?
0: That would be hilarious. I would hope he would also bring back Alex Jones just for another one, just for the full. I can
1: think of several others too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That would be amazing. Man, I. Dr.
1: Robert Malone.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, My buddy. Yeah. There we go. That would be amazing.
1: We don't know, but let's see.
0: Maybe, or he becomes more tyrannical than anybody. Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he needs it.
1: I d- yeah, I don't see it.
0: Yeah, it would be I, awesome.
1: I, I'm 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 looking for fun there.
0: I'm optimistic.
1: So, yeah, me too. On to it. On that. Let that's a good place to end.
0: So, Elon buying Twitter and dandelions. I'll take it. All things considered, too,
1: huh? Bradford and, Perry.
0: and yeah, I'll take it. All things considered, I'll take it. Miss Claire Lopez. Thank you so much. I will send you the episode when it's up. All your links will be in the description. Until next time, thank you so much. All right.
1: Thank you.